And so being faithful then is being faithful to make room for the, the voice of the people of God and to prioritize the proclamation of the word of God. And like that's, those are the things we want to serve. Mm-hmm. And we don't need a lot of time to do that. Welcome to Soundless Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music, where we explore what the Bible has to say about music and worship in the church and encourage those who plan, lead, and participate in their Sunday gatherings each week. Hello, welcome to the Soundless Doctrine podcast. My name is David Zimmer. My name is Bob Coughlin. And we have a special guest with us today. We are so Am I really excited. a special guest, though? No, you're not Every special. single time, I'm not Devin. a guest, and I'm not special. Devin, so. Every single okay, you know time. We have a random guy with us today, <laughs> and it's my son, Devin. Devin, welcome. Thanks. Everyone it's great to be here. I feel have. so welcome. <laughs> you should feel <laughs> very welcome. Everyone we have on this podcast is special. That's exactly Even right. Even if they've been on this podcast like That's right. 15 times. That's exactly right. So, David, <laughs> what are we talking about today? We are talking about um, band practice. How long, Say what? Right? Band How long practice? should we rehearse with our bands on Sundays? Mm, so just on Sundays or like talking about midweek rehearsals? Any rehearsal. Any, Any rehearsal. rehearsal. How, how, long, how long should we be uh, rehearsing for our Sunday gatherings? That is a great question. Well, it, I mean, let's begin by saying, depending on what kind of like band you have, it's, that's going to affect it a little bit. Very so much if it's so. just me and my guitar, probably a lot less <laughs> than, say, someone with a, you know, 10 people in the band. True. So, Devin, so, well, so you've been doing this for... A long, a long, time. long time, longer yes. than I've been alive. Can True. you tell us, like, kind of the history of what you've been through when it comes to rehearsals and band yes. practice and what that's looked like in the different contexts you've served in? Yeah, well, I remember. So I, I was leading the music in a church in inner city Philadelphia in the like late seventies, and I remember coming to the meeting, and uh, we we didn't rehearse. Like, we had no rehearsal. We just like say, who is there? You know who's going to be able? To, hey, am I playing drums? Okay, great. And, so, and we just start like I'd have a song in my mind to start with, and then we would start. So the not only did you not rehearse, you didn't plan either. No, I didn't plan either. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard to rehearse if you have no plan. <laughs> you were led by the spirit, and God met us powerfully many times. Although we like did the same thing a lot of Sundays as well. <laughs> yeah, it was, I wouldn't recommend that. So <laughs> we went from that to, uh, yeah, thinking more about what we're going to do. And we'd have these practices, which looking back, I think were probably just really long because uh, what we tended mm. to do was just play through everything and then play through everything again. Um, and yeah, over the years, it's uh, I, I probably got to a place where uh, we were seeking to, you know, pl- well, especially like the 80s and 90s. You know, a lot of kicks in the music, a lot of a lot of chord changes, and we had to do everything the same. So we'd go over those, and you know, as time went on, you just realize that's really not adding anything of substance to our gatherings. Mm. Um, you know, I look back at some of the chord charts I, I wrote up in the '90s and think. There's like a thousand chords in here. How? Not written for guitar players. No, no, not at all. So, so you'd have to practice. We did. Yeah. Well, yeah, to make yeah. sure everybody knew, oh, yeah. you know, where the chords came. So, over the years, uh, I just I thought more about what's what do we need to practice, and so my rehearsals have gotten shorter. But I think you have 
Devin, have jumped on that, and your rehearsals are even shorter than mine. Although I do remember at a conference, you know, you like going through a song, just like playing through the whole whole song for a rehearsal. And I said, Devin, you don't need to do that. You don't just need to walk through the whole song. Yeah, and out of my humility, I really took that to uh, heart. You sure did. <laughs> Devin, we should practice. Nah, we don't need to practice. So that's, that's kind of been the uh, history of what I've experienced. Hmm. So I was in a ch- church uh, not too long ago, and... I had uh, I was preaching and led two songs afterwards, and uh, just came in for the last like fifteen minutes of rehearsal on Sunday morning, and uh, found out that the two songs I had suggested, recommended, the church didn't know them, so I didn't know that. So I said, "We're not going to do two songs after the sermon that nobody knows." So look through and say, "Hey, well, let's just do these two songs." And so we ran through those two songs or portions of those two songs in about you know ten minutes and. We're good to go. And, you know, we, we sang with the church, and it went great. Hmm. So that's kind of where we, where we landed. But, yeah, yeah I, I think a lot of times people practice too long. Hmm. Where would you land, Dev? Where would I land in terms of how long we should practice yes. or in terms of how long I normally practice? <laughs> Both. Um, so I'm in a, in a context. It's a smaller church, and uh, I in, in general... Um, we practice as much as I think we need to in order to serve our congregation on that morning. Mm. Um, we'll have as few as just me playing or me and a cajon or me and a vocalist and a cajon or as many as maybe six or seven people. And um, our practice, our, as far as actually playing music, I call it normally just a sound check as, w- as far as what we're doing. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> As we'll go as long as twenty minutes oh, on a Sunday man. morning, um, and that's all we'll do. I have noticed, though. Uh, I mean, so recently, um, my dad and I had a conversation. We had this conversation where I asked, like, should we even practice on Sunday mornings? And does mm-hmm. and the reason I ask that is because I think sometimes the more time we give to practice. So if I have an hour and a half or a, a weekly rehearsal, I think I can I can tend to start aiming at things other than that which I should aim at as we gather mm-hmm. together as a church. Mm-hmm. And so then it becomes, I've got this this space to fill, this container to fill. So then we start working out, let's, what what new thing can we do with this song? Mm-hmm. We've been playing this For hymn sure. all, I yes, mean, right. or the song or whatever it is, and let's figure out something new and cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've yeah. got an hour and a half tonight. Let's, yeah. let's yes. do something fun. Right. Um, and there's, a, I, it's not like that that's wrong necessarily to do, not but in the terms of uh, what we're called to do as the church, it's just not a high priority. Yeah. Um, and so, so with that, so I've kind of started to wonder, but then I've also r- recognized more recently is just, I've been doing this for a long time. And there's a certain level of competence that I have and uh-huh. confidence that I have in, yes. in what I'm able to do where... And I'll tell people that I play with, you know what, like, we'll be okay. Um, I mean, even if you start playing the wrong thing, we're going to be okay. And the song is going to keep moving forward. And the word of Christ will still dwell in us richly. And God is still here. And Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that. But it is a result of a lot of practice over many years. That's right. Um, And so I think I, I have to recognize and acknowledge that. Um, and so as I have other guys leading on Sundays, I'm being more intentional about making sure that they do have more time to feel like, okay, we're, we're, we're prepared and ready to go right. um, as we go about this. So yeah, so on a typical Sunday morning, 
uh, we'll if our or if our service starts at 10:30 this coming Sunday, let's say our corporate time of corporate worship can start at 10:30. Um, I'll be there to kind of set some stuff up at 9:40 or so, and we'll set stuff up and be playing at 9:55, and we'll play probably for 10 or 15 minutes. And I I like to um, talk about the the picture I use in my mind is like a train going down the tracks, and that train is going to stay on those tracks as long as those tracks aren't broken. That train is going to stay on those <laughs> tracks. <laughs> In, in, except for when there's a juncture, and so yeah. when we when we think about practicing, yep. it's I, I just want to go over those junctures, and so it mm-hmm. could be in a song, it could be going from a verse to a chorus, or a uh, chorus to a bridge, or a bridge to, or or song to song, and just talking through. Okay, what are we going to do at this point, and just making sure everybody's okay with that. Yeah. Um, or if we're doing a newer song, I'll just make sure. Okay, we do we all know the melody and do we know how the yeah, song goes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Covering that stuff, um, but I seek to cover the minimum. And and the reason I do that is because I I uh, think that what we do as we gather together as the church is far more important than what we're just doing musically. Right. And I want to I want that to be reflected in right. our practices. Um, and so I do tell. Our musicians and and everybody that's involved in our sound team, like we're we're here to be a part of this body, mm-hmm. not to just do our thing. Um, right. And so I want to make sure that the thing that we're responsible to do, we want to do well. But I don't want that to uh, take away from or become the higher priority than being the church and being mm-hmm. with God's people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you're talking, I'm I'm thinking that. You know, obviously, how much you practice is partly dependent on the skill level of your musicians. Yeah. So uh, if you have a new drummer, say if you have a drummer in your church or a guitarist uh, or a piano player or whatever, um, and they're, they're good, but their, their level of musicianship isn't what some, maybe some of the other people in the church are or maybe some other people on the team, you will probably need to practice a little bit longer than you would if if you're with one of your best musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know when I am with someone who's new to the team, I will take the time to go through a whole song because I want them to feel, okay, yeah, I, I know this song pretty well. Yeah. I mean, there are different ways of thinking about this. I've talked to you know leaders for decades who said, I can't get people to practice you know, in the week. I can't get to practice. And... M- there could be a number of reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Some bad, you know. Well, just the person doesn't it doesn't care, doesn't think it's important. But it could also be that people have busy lives. And, for sure, you know they're doing a lot of stuff, and so so I want to make it easy for them to to participate on the team. So I might take a little extra time that Sunday morning to you know make sure we know the song. And yeah. so we'll we'll go over it, and we might go over some vocal parts or you know those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing that comes to mind as you're talking, Deb, is you know the difference between trying to replicate a recording. Oh yeah. And and making music. So I'm much more of the uh, school of let's let's make music. Not, let's just not play something. Let's make music together. When I think in the context of mm-hmm. church, too, it's even more specific than that. Not just making music, but it's just helping people sing. Well, that's, like, yes, that's why, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, exactly. at, its, at its most simple form, that's what we're doing as musicians yeah. on a yeah. Sunday morning. Um, whether that, it, whether we're 
the music is accompanied, I mean, the singing is accompanied just by a piano or an acoustic guitar or a full band. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. there to help people sing. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so that's, that's a, it's a different thing than can we reproduce this, this recording? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, and I, yeah. yeah, and I think what helps your people sing, and I, and also what helps your band not feel like they have to be ultra prepared or or they have to rehearse so much longer is also if you have a smaller pool of songs you're choosing from. That's a great point. Because I think um, your congregation will pick up on those songs and they'll be able to sing them. Uh, and then your band doesn't feel like, oh, we have to work so hard to learn this brand new arrangement yes. for this Sunday yes. and this brand new arrangement for this Sunday. And I remember I would play at a church in Los Angeles that it was... There were new songs every single week. Wow. Uh, and it was like, I felt so much pressure coming in and playing at a church and going like, I had to nail this yeah. and nail these transitions and know this song in and out. And I had a chart and I'm writing notes on it. And I think it can exhaust your your bands, you know, your musicians, I mean to say. Well, and that begs the question, why are we doing what we're doing? Mm-hmm. So if, if a church is teaching new songs every week or a lot of new songs or trying to replicate you know songs on recordings, you got to ask why why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Like what what's the goal? Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you assume that everybody's listening to the same songs throughout the week, <laughs> um, that's not necessarily helping people sing those songs. Yeah. What's helping people sing a song is, Knowing what key it's in, knowing the tempo, and knowing, you know, being able to see the words somewhere, and knowing when the song starts, like knowing when they should sing. That, that's what you need. Mm-hmm. So all the other stuff, the turns, you know, um, you know the licks, the kicks, all that, it, you know, they can certainly be done, but are they crucial? Mm-hmm. Well, no, not, not necessarily. So... I think a lot of times we're practicing the wrong things. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we have the wrong aims. Right. You know, our aim is to replicate what's in this recording. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that's your aim, then yeah, that's going to take more rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, with our with our church, Sovereign Grace Church Louisville, I, I want people, you know, um, to be familiar with the recording if it, if if there is a recording of the song, um, but realize we're not necessarily going to do it that way. Because this is our church, and this is our this is a Sunday morning, a specific Sunday morning, and we might start the song just with a guitar rather than right. like with a big intro. Exactly. And you know, it's it's always a sh- it can be a shock sometimes to someone who's used to doing it differently to come in and go, you know, I'm ready for the big intro, and and you don't do it. It's like, oh, well, what about the big intro? Well, we don't need the big intro. Yeah. Um, for this moment. Yes. You know, so we we can practice. The wrong things because we have the wrong aims. And then we can practice. If you're not going to pick up on that, I have another thought. <laughs> we're we're going to practice. We can practice unintentionally. Uh, so I read this book by Jeff Colvin, Talent is Overrated, where he talks about intentional practice. And uh, I, I, I resonated with what he was, with what he was saying just uh, as a piano performance major in college just being very specific about the things that I practice. And Devin, you were mm. referring to this earlier about the, the junctures, you know. Um, I am have been with uh, church bands regularly uh, when, as, as I've traveled that their rehearsal consists of just playing through all the songs and sometimes twice. 
and no one's saying anything. Mm-hmm. No, you know, no, uh, it may be, well, why don't you start this song? Or, you know, but once that gets going, everybody just plays through the song. Well, that was the experience that you mentioned earlier. Uh, when I was leading at a conference, you were leading with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had, let's say, two hours to rehearse for these 45 <laughs> minutes that we were going to lead. Oh, man. And I mean, I remember you saying afterwards, like, how. How come we're playing so much? Like, to what end? Wearing everybody out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you show up exhausted to the the actual event that we're leading for. Right. Yeah, I think we sometimes have this mindset, and I'd be especially concerned about a younger generation, has this mindset that, you know, when we lead, it has to look like passion, Mm-hmm. Or it has to look like elevation, or it has to look mm-hmm. like Hillsong, or it has to look like whoever. You know, it, it has to look like that with everybody. Or the Sovereign Grace Music Live recording. Or the Sovereign Grace Music Live recording. Yeah, Thank right. you. Thank you. Exactly. No, totally. Like it's got to look like this. We don't even do things like that. Right. Uh, I mean, in our church, we yep. do some. You know, some of the arrangements they just work, and uh, we'll do them that way. But we don't do our songs the way we record them all the time. Well, mm-hmm. in a smaller context, we never well, do a song how it's recorded. Yeah, right. Um, and we don't even, I don't even make attempts to. Hmm. I was, certainly, we sing the right melody. Uh, but it's as far as the accompaniment, the right yeah. we just want to help people sing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bob, when you say aim, um, I feel like a lot of people listening to this will, th- will think, well, but I want to be effective on Sundays. Like I want to be well rehearsed and well practiced. Yes, I don't want yes. to be a distraction. Yes. So how do you amen. find how do you find that line of um, yeah not overdoing it because we feel like it has to be perfect, but also the other side that says, uh, well, you know, we'll just see how it goes. Well, it gets back to the the idea of intentional practice. Like what what do you need to be intentional about? Mm-hmm. Do I need to be intentional about matching the recording? Well, you know, unless you're telling people or you're being told, yes, this is what we need to do, that's not like a key element. Mm-hmm. So I might have an electric guitar player who you know wants to, who can't quite get the a lick, you know, in a turn. I said, yeah, just play something else. Just right, you know, that the Holy Spirit's not like only in that lick. <laughs> right. In fact, you know, that that's not what we're banking on. <laughs> You've got to get that lick right. Um, uh, it's it's about you know what does the church need to mm-hmm. sing these songs well? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we should be rehearsed in the right places. A church is helped when they know like when the song begins, like when when they're supposed to start singing. That's important. They're uh, I would say they they need to know when they come in on a verse when the song's over. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, those kinds of things, they just don't take a lot of rehearsal. Right. Um, and, a, and a lot of those things can be covered just by talking about them. As far as that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. find, and I've seen this in you mm-hmm. as well, more of my rehearsal consists of just talking about what we're going to do yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than actually playing it. And I I mean, I, I serve with musicians of, of uh, wide, a, a wide of degree of skill, yeah. mm-hmm. very wide, uh, and but that, that's fine. Um, and I just want them to know why we're doing what we're doing as far as helping people sing. And uh, once we know those aims, that can then inform those decisions. And then there's also that reality that what you just mentioned, just, you know what, the Holy Spirit is not dependent on you. God is not dependent on you doing this thing or that thing at this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, God is present with us as we gather together. Right. And, uh, and so, and that's, that's enough. 
Yeah. Um, that's fine. Um, and so, I mean, I think along with all of this, it's just that having that category for what's the most important sound as we gather. Uh, and, I mean, besides yeah. hearing God, God through his word, it's... Our res- our response as a congregation, it's mm-hmm. our voices as we mm-hmm. as we lift them together, um, and so I, we want to make room for that, and so it's being intentional about uh, not being music dependent or production dependent in everything that we do, yeah. and yeah. so building that into the fabric of our church. I think that also plays into how we think about okay, how long should we practice? Um, and so right. in this case, I think it's like having times where it's just a cappella, and right. and it's just the voices singing, and we're not like or or when somebody's praying, there's no music. I just had a conversation this past week about uh, somebody was asking, "Should I play when when the pastor's praying at this time? Should I play?" It's like, I mean, you can, but you don't need to. And that's yeah, fine. Yeah, and yeah. I think, and like, we want to be comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, and so it's, I think we can we can lose sight of the very occasional and particular nature of what we're doing as we gather together as churches. Mm-hmm. Um, like we want to serve this group in this place mm-hmm. at this time. And a lot of times I think in the in how we think about arrangements, we start to think about playing as if we're serving some other group in some other place at some other time. <laughs> like, like something that you'd be able to post on YouTube and people would go, oh, that's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Or yeah. there's something that you'd be able to play in an arena and we're sitting yes. here in a middle yes. school cafeteria. <laughs> uh, like, yes. We, that's not who we're called to serve. Yes. Uh, right. That's not where God has put us. Right. Uh, right. So we want to see serve these people. Um, and that just, I think that just uh, changes the nature of a lot of the conversations we have mm-hmm. around, all right, what are we supposed to do and how much time should we spend in doing this? Um, and so being faithful then is being faithful to make room for the the voice of the people of God and to prioritize the proclamation of the word of God. And like that's those are the things we want to serve. Mm-hmm. And we don't need a lot of time to do that. Right. Now, going back to something you said earlier, because uh, I think it ties into your question, you know, a person wants to be rehearsed, they want to be well-prepared. I think a lot of that rehearsal preparation comes... Not week to week, but like month to month, year to yeah, year. That's yeah, good. over time, yeah. You know, because I recognize that being able to play like I do is an immense gift. Like, I just don't think much about the the music. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember we were having this conversation about, we were talking about, you know, looking down at... Um, how much you look at your music when you lead. Right. And I said, you know, I look down, I'll, I'll look down at a line and look up. I mean, I try and engage, engage with the congregation as much as I can when I'm leading. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I, it's a joy to see people singing. It's a joy to, to find out. It's helpful to see where they're at, um, you know, those kind of things. But, he, but you said, so do you remember the chords too? You know, do you look down at the chords? I said, no, I, like I know the chords mm-hmm. just by just because I know theory. Yeah. Well, that's a gift. I mean, it's yeah. a gift that I've worked at mm-hmm. for you know years, decades ago, but that really serves me now. So, if you're wanting to rehearse, you know, practice for Sunday morning, do your best. You know, it it certainly could help to like practice the songs for that Sunday, but better than that, you know, I'd say. Practice chords. You know, mm-hmm. just learn chords. Become very familiar with chords. Familiar with theory. Theory helps so much to yeah. know, like a one chord, four chord, five chord, six minor, two minor, three minor. Like what those are in every key, what they sound like. So you're not kind of tied to just your muscle memory. Yeah. You know, either as a keyboard player or a guitar player. Um, uh, just uh, if my fingers don't remember it, ah, right. You know, I'm stuck. 
Right. Well, in, in many ways, it frees you up. Theory frees you up. Oh. Practicing frees you up. That sort of practice over a long period of time frees yeah. you up. And also not being so married to the arrangement that's on the CD or on the YouTube channel also frees you up. Yes. And I think yes. it creates a sensitivity in song leaders to say, you know what? As a response to the 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 word we just heard, we're actually not going to do that big loud intro. Yes, yes. We're actually going to like like you said, just an acoustic guitar yeah. going into it. Yeah. Well, uh, that gets back to that just particular nature of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so if uh, you're you're singing a song after a sermon and the the sermon ends in a uh, just like on a convicting note and yeah. it's a call to confess sin or reflect and then and the song we have afterwards like kicks in with four on the floor yeah. and, i mean like all this stuff <laughs> yes, yes. it's like yeah no like no we don't like right. we don't need to do those things we want to serve these people at this time and right. so yeah we're going to scrap what we planned right yes. and just do this um and it It'll be fine. It'll be okay. Yeah. And, that, and that's where, again, talking about how much should we rehearse, the, there are just certain things you can't rehearse because like, you don't know what's going to happen in the course of the meeting. Now, mm-hmm. for some, the goal is to, to execute exactly what you rehearse. Yeah, by the and minute. By the minute, by the second. And if, if you think you know, that's the aim, that's the goal, well, that, yeah, you're going to need a lot more rehearsal. No question. Mm -hmm. I'm just not so sure that's the best goal. Mm -hmm. That's the best aim. Um, And now, I mean, I'm sure there are people listening who say, well, no, in our church, everybody reads by notes, and you you don't want to play in wrong notes. Yeah, that's right. Amen. You you should play the right (laughs) notes, and those things are helpful. Um, But there's nothing in Scripture that says that's the kind of music that we must have for congregational singing. Right. Um, you know, excellence is not defined simply, purely as musical, you know, technique, proficiency. proficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, it's does this serve our purposes, you know, that the word of Christ dwell in people richly as they sing, that we encounter the Lord, that we, that we hear from him, that we, you know, that the glory of God in Christ is exalted in people's minds and hearts and wills as we, as we sing. Mm-hmm. That's that's the goal. Mm-hmm. So I want to do everything I can in terms of rehearsal to to aim for that goal, mm-hmm. and that just means yeah, being intentional about what what I'm going to practice. So uh, as Devin was saying earlier, circling back around to that, you know, um, the way a song ends, the way a song begins. Well, I, th- I mean, I think if we prioritize, because I'm thinking about somebody that might be listening to this and they're think they're let's say the worship leader and they're not confident musically. And and they're passable, passable vocally, yeah. and they're thinking. I mean, like, what do we do? What do I prioritize? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think first you prioritize the melody, and it's can do yeah. I know the yeah. melody of this song, or do we know the melody of the song? If I'm not confident in the melody, is there somebody else that can help yeah. sing yes. with yes. me yes. that can be confident in carrying this melody? Yeah. Because that's I think the the. Th- thing that's going to serve the voice of the congregation the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. And then there's the, all right, do we know how we're starting this song? Mm-hmm. Do we know how we're ending this song? Do we know how within this song we're going from one section to the next The chorus section? to the bridge. Okay, that's a little different there. All mm-hmm. right, does everybody know that? So yeah, mm-hmm. typically train wrecks don't happen yes, yes. going in the middle of the verse. Right. Normally they don't happen. Right. <laughs> going from the verse to the chorus, normally <laughs> they, they don't do, happen. Yeah. You, serious problem. <laughs> practice more. Yeah, practice more. <laughs> 
<laughs> would you? I mean, so we, just, we talked about the melody, song beginning, ending, part to part. Yeah. Any other things you'd add to that as far as this is what we need to practice. Uh, um, if we, if you are doing harmonies, I would practice those. Um, now I've talked to guys who I don't know a thing about the first thing about vocals. You know, first I'd say harmonies are overrated. In terms of, and we could probably do a whole podcast on this, like how should we think about vocal harmonies on Sunday? Mm-hmm. But I would say generally, churches that are that are more free-flowing sing too many harmonies, and everybody just kind of... Everyone does what is right in their own eyes. Yes, exactly, which really works out well. Um, so focus on the melody, but if, then if you're going to have harmonies in some point, just make sure that, that people have a good idea of what they are. So you might yeah. take a moment to, you know... Work on those, and if you're not getting it, I mean, there'll be times to say, you know what, don't worry, just just sing that, and that'll be great, right? Because again, it's not a performance. It's it's not like mm-hmm. people in the church are going to go, oh my gosh, they didn't even do that harmony right. Oh, <laughs> just didn't encounter the Lord today at all. It's it's like, no. And I I know a lot of decisions I make are more for, yeah, I think this will sound really good, yeah, and I think it'll bless the church, but. If if I don't have someone there who can do that, mm-hmm. not a problem. Yeah, and I think some churches have gone down to just like two vocalists, because you know someone sings harmony occasionally, and and that's great, and right. that's okay. That's what we do most Sundays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Normally, I'll, I'll be leading, and we'll have a female vocalist, and she'll ask me like, "Oh, what do you, what do you want me to do?" And I say, "I mean." I'm going to carry the melody and <laughs> you do really it whatever good. you want to do, yeah. Yeah, as long as it's, I'll tell you if it sounds bad. <laughs> um, I think another thing to prioritize in practice, and this is even in a small context, is just the rhythmic feel of a song. Yes. And just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Making, and so I recently I've been incorporating uh, different, uh, we don't have drums, but we normally have a cajon. And so new new good. people playing good the cajon. Yeah. And that's often the challenge as right. far as they're wanting, like, what do I play? They're, again, wide degrees of skill, and uh, and so we'll well actually that's the one thing I normally do end up spending a little bit of time on, mm-hmm. um, and just making sure okay, like do we understand how this how the song goes and yes. how I accompany right. it uh, because it can be very uncomfortable for a lot of people if uh, that person playing cajon or drums. Is very lost. Yeah, yes, yeah, for sure. Not uh, only the band, but so obviously then, the congregation. So then, depending on the skill level, I love how Harold Best talks about excellence and the pursuit of excellence. Yeah. And he, he talks about excellence is is simply becoming better than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a it's a relative idea. Uh, and so what's excellent for you specifically is going to be different than what's excellent for this other person over here because mm-hmm. yeah. um, it's being better than you were yesterday. And yeah. uh, and so when it yeah. comes to Cajon in this instance, if somebody's having trouble in playing, I'll just kind of keep stepping back. Or well, okay, like I think maybe what you're doing is a little bit too complicated. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe yeah, yeah. just play the one in each measure, yeah. and that's going to add something, and that's going to contribute. Um, it'll help us dynamically. That's great. And then sometimes maybe it's how about you just don't play it all in this song. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be it'll well, be okay. That's what I was going to say. Part of rehearsal is just telling people when to play and when not to play. Yeah. So it might be, you know, your drummer always plays all the time. Yeah. And just saying, you know, why don't you and the bass player just lay out for the first verse, and then on this fourth verse, why don't we lay out there too? Yes. And and just thinking about those things in rehearsal. Now, I also want to be able to, in the, in the meeting, 
have some kind of way of communicating, you know, hey, let's just knock it off. Down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can, you know, rehearse those things. It's, yeah. It gen- there's generally, uh, we found like with four verses, you want to do one of those verses softer. Yeah. Rather than just everything the same. It might be the third verse, like with yep. Come Thou Fount, which we now use five verses for. But, you know, Oh, to grace how great a dead or daily I'm constrained to be. We usually mm-hmm. bring that verse down. Right. Um, it's just like, yeah, let's just reflect on this for a moment. Dynamics. Uh, yeah, so dy- wonderful. Yeah, the dynamics are... So that's another thing you can practice is just, you know, is this... So I might say, talking through it, first verse, you know, just guitar. Second verse, when we bring bass and drums in. Third verse, um, you know, everybody, and fourth verse, let's just let's just go acapella, right? And that you, you don't need to rehearse all that. No, just everybody knows, and you know, I, I think just to sum up, because I don't know if we should be finishing this or not. Um, yeah, you, we should be evaluating as leaders and musicians. You know, are we just mindlessly going through what mm-hmm. we're going through, mm-hmm. and and just thinking, oh, we're rehearsing, or are we being intentional about? Looking for the best ways to serve what God wants to do through us as we as we lead during the meeting. What would you say to that uh, worship leader who's serving at a church and and the pastor's expectation is that mm-hmm. it's going to sound like the album sounds, the recording, yeah. um, or that it's just going to be um, undistractingly excellent and yeah. well executed? Mm-hmm. And so they that necessitates, or the, this worship leader feels like it necessitates a lot of rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you say? That, how would you encourage that person? I've talked to a number of those people, and uh, what I generally say is, um, you know, make sure your heart's right, uh, that you're there to serve. You're there to serve the vision of your pastor. You're not there to, like, tell him what, you know, what's right, what's wrong. Um, Bob said, I don't need to rehearse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just, ta- I think I'd try to have conversations about, you know, the nature of congregational worship and to do it with joy, you know, to, to practice those things with joy um, and to seek to, it's not that, that doing it like the recording is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just not like the aim. It's, yeah. it's not like God can only work through this means. So, right. I, so I'd seek to bring... Um, content to that, I'd seek to bring, um, you know, comments to that, and just in terms of um, filling out what a song could be missing or an arrangement could be missing, um, you know. But mostly talking to the pastor about, so how do you think about this, and you know, and just trying to work out. I would love to see us grow in this area and see if there can't be a, a meeting of the minds in terms of you know, how we pursue congregational worship. But what I found too often is that the pastors would say, no, no, we want this to be high quality, high performance, high, you know. Mm. And, uh, you know, often those guys have, the, the worship leaders have ended up leaving. Mm. Um, because you've got to be, you've got to be in sync with what, too much mm-hmm. pressure. what the purpose of the congregational meeting is. And yeah, like if you're spending every Sunday... Um, just feeling this weight, this burden of, of you know, getting it all right. That, we just mm-hmm. don't find that anywhere in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of uh, undercuts the, the reality that Jesus is the one who perfects our offerings. First mm-hmm. uh, Peter 2.5, our, our offerings, our sacrifices were made acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And we will never offer the perfect offering. Um, we can seek to serve the church well, you know, and and do things in a way that's edifying, 
Um, but it's not about getting every note perfect, every kick perfect, and, and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it, it, it unintentionally can undermine the gospel, mm-hmm. which says, look, we'll never offer anything perfect to the Lord, mm-hmm. um, but Jesus has. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, we've we've gone over time, but uh, there's so much more we could say on this topic. There is. Uh, but thank you, Devin, so much for being here. Yeah. And uh, and thank you for listening and tuning in. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at sovereigngracemusic.org.